hello everybody out there. Thank you for tuning in to the Introspective Perspective Podcast with your host, me, Aaron Cruz. I'd like to show my gratitude and appreciation for all you listeners out there. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to me and others ramble about things happening in the daily lives and how we see things and expressing our perspective and how the world operates and how we navigate through it. For today's episode, good old episode 12, joined with one of my friends, good friends I would say, good acquaintances, acquaintance, her name is Shayna Thomas, she's a teacher, pianist, uh, has developed a new business that, that focuses on spiritual wellness, she has the well-rounded balance of trying to live the best life she possibly can, and today I have her with me, uh, discussing about things that happen in our lives that we want to get better, better in wellness, how how the approach is done, how she has done it, and we always talk about little tidbits of uh, uh, certain things that can really provide insight for your life. So I hope you guys enjoy uh, the sounds of me and Shayna talking about the great introspection of ourselves and how we can apply that. Welcome back to another episode of the Introspective Perspective Podcast. I haven't done an episode in quite some time. Uh, it's been kind of working the whole uh, content development process of uh, creating a podcast and whatever else. Uh, but today I am joined with one of my, I would say, a longtime friend. I mean, for the most part. I mean, we, we, don't, we don't talk lots every day, but I mean, when I we always have friendly encounters, and now we're to that point of... Uh, where I want to bring your thoughts to the airwaves thing. So, so I won't do the, any introductions. Uh, you can int- uh, please introduce yourself and uh, tell the audience little things about yourself and uh, we'll move forward and see where this goes. Anin, hello everyone. My name is Shayna Thomas and I wear a few hats. I'm a teacher, I am a business owner, personal trainer and yoga instructor. I like to play the piano and I love nature. That's a lot of things to do. I mean, how do you do that all? I mean, I do a lot of things, but that's a lot of things. <laughs> I, you know what? I just enjoy filling my time with things that I love and things that I'm passionate about. Beautiful. I mean, you know, where does one start to even get that point in life where you just want everything to be so much better? And so, and not for yourself, but even for the people around you, you know? I think for me... Um, looking at people who have helped me they really inspire me to do things that take care of myself so i can take care of other people and basically the more that you can take care of yourself the more that you can take care of your relations true that very very true you know what's interesting first of all you did say piano and i've seen you play some uh some piano uh how'd you learn like are you just like on your own you take lessons when you're a kid or what's the story behind that one Yeah, so when I was a kid, I took lessons and then, um, you know, being not forced, but encouraged to practice to kind of turn me off. So um, quit lessons. And then when I quit lessons, I started playing songs that I wanted to play and not just recital songs. So I ended up playing more after the lessons. And then, yeah, YouTube. YouTube is amazing. It has so many um, different tools that you can use to learn piano or 
um, excel your piano practice? Right on. You know, I uh, I, always, I have a piano here, obviously, mm. um, but I, I can't play piano. I, I wish I could. I, I it's more of a MIDI thing. Like I can plug it in the computer, whatever else. But it's not really much of uh, me playing piano. I think it's one of the hardest things. I did it when I was a kid. Yeah. And uh, I got so bored. <laughs> it's like, I, I don't yeah. know if it was a theory or because now mm. I love theory I, I, I'm all about guitar and I love the theory piece but again when I, when I was a kid it's so hard to find that um, that judge you know that like that uh, that push yeah. so, so you said you did recitals so what kind of songs you play in recitals oh on, songs that weren't on the radio so they're oh that's my bad sorry there audience keep going sorry mm-hmm. Um, songs that weren't on the radio, so songs that I wasn't quite interested in playing. Um, I only did up to my level four, but yeah, I would go play a song at the recital, and yeah, I I really encourage you though to try it now. I think that um, there's so many different songs that you can play, and it's just so much fun. Would you uh, ever play piano if you uh, saw it like in the, in the mall or something? Yeah, oh, yeah, I would. Right I only on. have a few up my sleeve that I know from heart, but I would definitely. Which ones? Which songs? Um, Midnight City by M83. Okay. That's one of my favorite songs ever, by the way. That's another thing you should all know about me. Check it out. Um, what else? Like what's uh? So that, that's a song. So is it is it more of a ballad or is it more of a... no? No. It's, it's um. I would say alternative or indie. It's a newer song, maybe within like the last decade, but. And do you play like all the embellishments to these songs, or you're kind of more of like the gentle, more like ambiance kind of player? Well, it depends on the song. I and actually, it depends on my mood too. Sometimes I just want to play slow and calm and relax, and sometimes I want to get a little fancy or make it a little spicy. Yeah, I like that. That's uh, that's a good thing. So when when you first arrived here at my house, uh, before we got this podcast, uh, I, you know, we just had a catching up, and uh, I want to tell the audience some some history between Shana and I that mm-hmm. uh, how it all started. I mean, like like most of my podcasts so far, uh, it's like I meet them at the buff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love the buff. Oh yeah, you know, so Shana and I, we uh, I guess you could say we did youth programming. Yeah. Yeah. So we did youth programming, and we. And that's kind of how uh, you know, the connection and, and the continued, I guess, connection throughout uh, throughout time uh, has grown. So, and, and it's like a very beautiful thing where you can meet good people when you're doing good work mm-hmm. for a community, right? And I think those are the parts of our uh, of existence that you know that's why we're even here. You know, the whole, the whole point to build and and grow a community. You know what I mean? Which kind of brings a perfect segue to, you know, a, a big thing you're doing right now. How, how do you pronounce that again? How do you pronounce your, is it Ni, Niwo? Niwa. Niwa. Yeah. Niwa Wellness. If you guys uh, go on Instagram, it's uh, spelled N-E-W-O Wellness. Go check it out. Uh, it's kind of a, I see it's kind of a grassroots thing, right? It is, yeah. Um, Beautiful thing. Just starting out small this year, but lots of exciting things have happened and we've really been able to... Um, work with lots of different people, a wide range of demographic to um, support people basically in living a holistically better um, lifestyle and healthier lifestyle. So do you work with, uh, have you worked with like all the neighboring nations around so far? We haven't yet. Um, Basically this year has been a lot of, um, what's the word? 
we've done a lot of pilot programs. So um, we had in the works a youth camp, which unfortunately didn't pan out because of COVID protocol. But um, we're still hoping to host some youth camps, especially in the summertime. But we've had opportunities to present teachings on the medicine wheel to various grades. Um, We've helped different corporations, but also the public with different, um, I would call them fitness challenges, but they're different because um, the typical fitness challenge doesn't focus on the whole being, the whole person. Um, It just focuses on the physical. So what we do with our challenge is we really encourage our participants to grow spiritually, emotionally, and mentally as well. So some mini challenges within these physical challenges are something like gratitude journal three things every morning three things every night that you're grateful for so just to kind of build these um, healthy habits that they may seem small but they're really helpful in making a difference in people's lives that is absolutely amazing I can't believe you know I didn't think about that you know what I mean where you that's now that I'm like really thinking about the fact that yeah we have a lot of fitness programs yeah we have a lot of uh uh, of different kind of styles, you know, even like they incorporate uh, just more of a mental piece to workouts mm-hmm. where you have to like, you know, get over that kind of the, the hump of oh, not wanting to work out, you know what I mean? But right. I don't think there's ever been, I don't know, I can't think of it right now, where there is a focus more on the uh, the spiritual side. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I'm a true believer of like the, the four components that make us, uh, that make a human, mm-hmm. right? The mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual side. And I think all those do go hand in hand because you know if you do work on the physical side of things uh you do have to also work a little bit on the mental side of things because you have to get up and do those things right Right. and i think if you do those things in balance they do have the emotional component but there actually isn't a spiritual component that's a that's actually such a good thing and one of the biggest teachings with the medicine wheel is that um we aim to balance our medicine wheels so if you're focusing too much in one quadrant let's say physical then the other quadrants are lacking and to be the healthiest whole beings that we are, we need to spend time to care for each aspect of self. No, uh, absolutely. I've actually been really diving deep in a lot of uh, Carl Jung's work. I don't know if you know who Carl Jung is. Have you heard of Carl Jung? Yeah, I've heard of him. Yeah, yeah. just just a lot of stuff about the understanding of the self and the the components of our shadow and our components of uh, the the different kind of personas we're living and uh, and the understanding of the attainment of uh, the anima and the animus. All those things are just really mind-blowing concepts to me. Mm-hmm. Like the idea of the shadow. Like you, you are going to incorporate stuff about uh, within your guys' like I guess program, uh, like things on shadow work. Um, so far, we've kept it pretty light. Um, none of us are social workers or psychologists, so we do what we can with the um, scope of practice that we're in. So we have been keeping it pretty light. With that being said, if our team ever expands, um, we'd love to kind of dive deeper in that area oh yeah no definitely I mean it's like it's one of those um, it's one of those things that are very very uh, challenging to even bring up to people because the idea of shadow work actually you know like it's it's all those repressed feelings that we've had whether it be like things we, you don't even know about yeah. you know like things that because trauma it's it's stored in our body in different ways that we actually don't even know they're there mm-hmm. right and then you have to be able to uncover them and I think it's the you're on the right path if anything like yeah I think once you can teach people about the spiritual side of their own wellness is when they can start looking deeper and incorporating their uh, that shadow side of us, right? Because it, it's a huge thing and it's so hard because like, like you said earlier, you know, when you first got here, you were talking about how challenging the whole world is now and how uh, 
the increase of mental health, the increase of uh, substance abuse and addiction and, and, and domestic violence, you know, all these things are, are huge. And, and I hate to say it, but it's, you know, it's COVID is a huge thing, mm-hmm. a huge component of causing that. And I guess not COVID the, the disease, but more so the COVID uh, within, I guess you, can, you could say the political specter of things. You know, and, and it's, just, it's just been a weird time, I would say. So it's great to see that you have people like yourself where you guys are pushing uh, for this change of not just the physical wellness, it's right. just the spiritual stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, to know, too, uh, you guys' swag is so good. Oh, thanks, yeah. <laughs> um, I did mention so that good. we also do have some apparel. Um, for us, we don't want our apparel to be the main thing that we're doing. Um, it's really taken off, but... The work that we want to be doing is with the youth and actually this past weekend we were able to travel to Sylvan Lake to visit some friends but to also spend some time with a youth group. Um, I did some yoga with them, we played games with them, we hung out and just kind of it's amazing to see you know that coordinator said that we inspired them but truly the youth inspire us and I have chills saying this the youth inspire us so much and they're the reason that you know we're doing this some of us didn't have as many role models especially um as many indigenous role models and i think that representation is important um so we want to role model what a happy and healthy life can look like for our youth and they're the future so no i i absolutely agree you know mm-hmm. that's kind of a, a huge piece of all my work that i'm doing as well where that's kind of the demographic i also want to is hit is that is is the youth like I'm assuming when you say youth, it's kind of like 16 to 25 kind of thing, or like what's your youth age range? Yeah, that range. Um, the youth that we worked with, they were 12 to 20. Um, when we presented in schools, it was grades four, five, six, so a little bit of a range. But we kind of, although we, I know it's good to have a niche, but we just kind of want to help wherever and. Yeah, wherever we can. So, like, so is it all youth, or are you guys kind of having a, uh, it becoming very specific uh, and demographic? Because I know that, uh, which is a great thing, like, you know, I, again, I haven't seen this ever, where there's a wellness, uh, fitness, and wellness thing that's being pushed by, you know, four strong Indigenous women. That's, 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 the only, that's not a normal thing. Mm-hmm. That's like, and I like how that's like, you're, you're bringing that to light. Well, that should be a thing where, you know, women are the, are, are the nurturers, are the carers. And if they're the ones that can teach, you know, how, how to achieve the spiritual wellness, which I think, you know, that's kind of the goal, right? Because yeah. anyone can do the physical wellness piece. But when it comes to the spiritual wellness, I think that's a huge, uh, uh, I guess, it, it kind of like falls on to a lot of the women. Which is, which is a, it's a crazy thing because if you kind of think about well, you know, the divine feminine, right? yeah. those, are, those are very important, important things, especially for men to understand and incorporate, which is what I brought up earlier with the idea of the animus, right. the anima, right? Where like the men, men, we need to be able to attain um, an anima state within ourselves, which is, which is like the grand respect for uh, the divine feminine and vice versa for women, right? Where it has to have that, the balance within um, their, their masculine side. Right? So it's a very, very interesting thing. I, if you haven't ever looked up anything with Carl Jung, I think you know, if you start reading this stuff, you're going to be mind-blown. I'm like, because you know what? Everybody heard Freud. Yeah. Everybody knows about Freud. Yeah. And no one ever talks about Carl Jung, but Carl Jung was just, just as important because without it was those two guys who made psychology, but for some reason, we just kind of stick to Freud's work. 
True. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I don't know. Again, Carl Jung's stuff is like very much uh, similar to like Alan Watts. I'm sure everybody knows who Alan Watts is. Like, you know Alan Watts, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, how did you meet all your friends that you're doing uh, this new project with? Um. Well, Kayla and I, we've been friends for a handful of years now. Uh, Lavina and I, a few years, and then actually Ken, I met through the business Kennedy. Um, it was Kayla actually who came to us in January and said, "Let's team up. Let's start this apparel to kind of um, just yeah." It was supposed to just be an apparel thing at the beginning, but then we started getting all of our ideas into the mix and then it kind of just grew and evolved on its own to be what it is now um, apparel is a small part of it we do workshops presentations corporate challenges public challenges um ha- having a couple personal trainers on the team yeah. how does that work that's interesting um well basically um we work with different corporations um our biggest one was with tp insurance so we work with different corporations to assist their Um, employees in doing these challenges we have a really great um, app and website that we're using to deliver the workouts so they're really easy to follow the um, there's a space where employees can talk to each other and encourage each other so it has that community feel but corporations love it because exercise boosts productivity um, relieves stress it's such a great um it's a great thing to invest in. So, yeah, all of our ideas just kind of came together and we still, you know, are keeping the ball rolling with different ideas and exciting things for the new year. Yeah, no, that's that's wild. I never, again, that's something I, I wouldn't even think about, like where you're going into the corporate world and actually helping them out, which is mm-hmm. good because that way you, everything that you're doing, is it, it's not, um, I guess, what's the word? community specific you guys are trying to create a community of spiritual and health uh, wellness that's like they'll supersede people to make themselves feel better and and realize the true potential of things and it's just a great thing like it it really so I as a friend uh, you know just a a guy on the outside here I am quite proud thank Uh, you it's 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 a wild thing because I was I was telling Shannon you guys that that when I looked at her growth period from the beginning like, I don't know what it was I swear it was just one it was like you know people have those regular photos and it was one day you had I forgot what post it was I forgot, I'm, I'm <laughs> you'll just, have to look back yeah, it, it let was, me know it, it was something about like uh, you're saying you're, you're choosing to be happy or or I think maybe even was a it was a, a post where you had these very authentic tears coming mm. through her eyes and it, oh. it, was, it was one of those where I, I was after that I was like whoa that was a very powerful little quick post you know like okay that's interesting because yeah. I'm a man of uh, when I look at people I like I like observing things and I like seeing um, the growth and trends and, and people's uh, and who they are and since, since I've known you you've always had that spunk that high energy where it was like the um, uh, you would walk in you know, and a lot of kids would be chill right away yeah you had that, the smile that would kind of like calm the room down and be like hey guys Listen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank so, and, and it's good that you're using that energy now to be able to grow a community and help people that who, who actually need it. So, like, how, how do you reach out to all these people? Like, how do you do? You just kind of do a cold calls, or is it kind of like they reach you out on Instagram or on social stuff like that? Like, how how did you guys were able to even get like a corporate to just you know uh, 
say, hey, yeah, no, well, this is an awesome program for our, our staff, etc. Right. Um, some cold calls. Um, the best, well, there's so many great things about having a team of three other women. We do, between all four of us, have lots of connections. So um, we do reach out, but honestly, it feels like the opportunities are coming to us. People are asking us um, for support in different areas. And I think because of the work that we're doing is from the heart and it is fr- with good intentions that these opportunities find their way to us so we've been really blessed and fortunate that way um lots of people do reach out on social media so if you do hear this and you're thinking that um we could support you in whatever way feel free to send us a message but yeah it's been reaching out and people reaching out to us such a beautiful thing i can't i can't, I can't stop saying that just it's just because uh, i love all the ideas and concepts that build from grassroots kind of uh Project, especially when you're doing it with your homies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. When you're doing it with your homies, it, it's kind of, the communication is a lot easier. Yeah. Unless I mean, if there's something really like will have a challenge, but I think that you have more than just two people, right? right. So it's like if, the, if you guys are kind of disagreeing, you and whoever else, right? It's like you know, it's like, hey guys, you know, probably need to chill out. <laughs> you know? so, yeah, yeah, and, and, and it does help. So I know, I know, uh, I've uh, I grew up with that idea of like you know having a break dance crew and having all your all your homies and you have to like learn together and all that kind of stuff. And it's a very very it's a huge a huge piece because you're able to create a foundation within your own kind of group and yourselves. You know, it is easier to be able to uh, help a community grow uh, in many different ways, right? Yeah. So besides uh, this new project of yours, uh, let's tell the audience a little bit more. Like, you know, you said yeah, you're a teacher, right? Pianist, teacher, business owner. Yogi. <laughs> <laughs> how, actually, you know what? How much can you squat? What's your squat like? Oh, it used to be a lot better. Well, it was at 205. PR? What's your squat? Sorry, what's that? 205. I don't think I gave you two or five. That was a bit ago. I have to admit, that was in a strength phase. Now I'm I, I'm more of a chill phase now. <laughs> well, you, you put enough work. Like, hey, my body's my body's good now. Now I'm just like I can do like chill work. Yeah, yeah. And hey, you I, know what? As I get older, it's like, do I really need to be the strongest person in the room? No, I got my joints are starting to ache, so <laughs> I got to think long term now. And yeah, I just move my body for fun. You know, that's exactly what happened with me. I ended up, uh, you know, I, get, I was getting a lot bigger. I was getting really jacked, you know. I was like, oh, why do I, I eat so much? <laughs> right? You have to to build and yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, it was such a crazy time when I, when I was really into, uh, into fitness, which I, I did enjoy. Now, again, I'm more, I just more of the yoga. I'm more, I guess, more uh, calisthenics. Because I always nice. think to myself, I don't want to be in a time where I'm like hanging off a cliff. And then I can't pull myself up. You need your strength, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just like I, I train myself to, to keep me in those moments of like, oh shit, it's gonna happen. I'm gonna die if I don't use my strength right now, right? Yeah. So and I think that's the only reason why I, uh, I get into work. But I feel, you know, as you get older, you know, where your joints begin to hurt. Yeah, I think the cold, you know, the, I think the cold affected my lower back. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Walk oh, around like an old man. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, no, uh, so so what else beyond beyond uh, the project and the penis and your your teacher? How how did that whole goal? Because that's I, I met you, I think near the ending of it, right? When you're kind of you're becoming a teacher at the end, right? You're, yeah. You're doing your. You were sitting, you were sitting at the front when the front was still that little like circle cube, yeah. And you're uh, 
working on uh, what do they call those? What did teachers work on again? It was your lesson plans. Yes. There you oh go, yes. Like pages on pages of lesson plans. I haven't made one of those since. <laughs> no. <laughs> just kidding. But um. We well, have templates, right? Because you. Yeah. Them. Yeah. So they're just kind of templates. Right? Yeah. So I'm in my fifth year of teaching now. I think it's fifth or sixth. I'm in my no. I'm in my fifth year of teaching, and I love children I love spending time with youth they just bring me so much joy um, and their excitement about life their presence in this moment now is just so inspiring and they remind me what life is all about you know so um, yeah right out of high school I was fortunate enough I got to go to university and got a contract right out of university which I'm yeah I'm so beyond blessed and grateful for that you finished um, your master's, right? Yeah, and I recently, in this in the spring, I finished really? my master's. I, I, I love school. I love to learn. Um, I do have a little bit of um, some issues with our colonial school systems, but that's why I feel like my presence um, is needed. I have other teachers that reach out for different um, questions or help, and I don't like to be like, the one person on staff who is Indigenous or looks Indigenous, but I do like to support um, people if they have questions about Indigenous content or where to look for elders, that kind of thing. So, you know, for, for a school, you know, to how do we, you know, in, in essence, uh, create a school that isn't uh, colonially focused, I guess you can say. What, what does a school like that look like? Like, could you make your own kind of like private independent school, kind of like a, like a, uh, what do they call it? Was it Montessori? Right? Montessori, yeah. yeah. Um, currently, um, Indigenous people cannot make their own school division. It's written in the Saskatchewan. I know, I was, I was choked I have too. A shocked face, everybody. <laughs> I mean, we're shocked, but we're not really shocked, you know? Yeah, yeah, I guess, but like, yeah. really? Cause like, I know. I okay. My my, uh, my friend and I uh, we were we were talking and she's saying like you know we uh, it's like we should be creating this crazy idea. We should create a school that's kind of just focused on on, on youth and kids with ADHD, for example. Yeah, right? yeah. I was like, okay, well, how do we do that? How do we create uh, like a private independent school? Yeah. And I saw and I and I read the legislation. You I mean you mean you can? But now I'm like so shocked that like saying just people can't. Yeah. They, they really can't. Hey? Yeah, and um, there are some fellow educators and leaders in the education world that are working to one day hopefully create this school division. Um, But what I think that will look like is more land-based learning, um, less ties to curriculum, um, more focus on the whole self, not just the academic mental piece. Um, And honestly, a revamp in curriculum. There's so many things like the social-emotional learning, um, mindset, that kind of thing that isn't explicitly taught in schools, but I think these skills are needed um, for life and we're just not doing our yeah we're just we could do a lot better i completely agree with you like in all in like always yeah. and i think I, i'm i'm all for that i mean well how, how do we get this how do we get that ball rolling right, right? so do we have to like like lobby and get rid of this down like policy <laughs> or what because <laughs> I, i'm sitting here thinking like you know like i think there should be a choice you know and being a being an immigrant right like i i just do whatever because you know y'all 
accepted me in this country as I say whatever, right? <laughs> We're kind of like, the, the offside, but I, I just never understood where there's these huge uh, push right now. Not push, but there's the mandates where like every school, I guess English or French, you know, mm-hmm. and there are French schools and there are private schools. Uh, and then, you know, there are some schools who are now uh, like bilingual, yeah. um, which is great for Crete, which, mm-hmm. yeah, which is a great thing. But you know those, I guess those are smaller wins. But again, like I, yeah, it's just they. I just don't understand. Like you could easily just like change a school to have that kind of uh, I guess pedagogy. Yeah. That's the word. That's the right word. And you know what? Um, it is getting better. There is more of a focus on the whole child and their experiences. So that's getting better. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see where education goes it's changed a lot in the last 10 20 years oh, it's changed a lot because of covid what happened what are these quints things that too yes <laughs> like... it's changed a lot in the last two years so um it's it is exciting to see the possibilities of where education can go um for myself i'm kind of in a place where i'm not sure if i'm going to be in the school system for much longer um with everything with naval wellness i will still have the opportunity to work with youth which brings so much joy to my heart that's why I do what I do um so yeah who knows what the future has for myself personally but I'm still excited to see how education continues to evolve well I think it's it's people like you that can that create that push right because a lot of people you know they don't like standing out it's, yeah. it's not a, it's not a thing where they want to do because when they when they do it they kind of feel you know you know fearful and it takes a lot of someone's spirit to expose their vulnerabilities mm-hmm. to, to the world to to friends to family to strangers all these kind of things so those things are the what creates it so, and it's a it's a great thing and yeah I guess yeah, you don't know what's gonna happen in the future uh, yeah. within uh, the school but it's just a great idea I don't I'm still so shocked that like you're saying they really can't they just yeah. can't like decide like you know, like, uh, for example, SEC can be like, oh, well, we want to open up their own school. Really? Really. Okay, yeah. I need to look this one up. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, going to be hard to find. It's Is it a, yeah. some sort of policy? What, what exactly? What is it? Uh... Um, I'd have to look it up myself. Um, just talking with other educators. I forget exactly where it is. Sure. I'll look for it and send it to you, though. Okay, yeah, I know, because that, that's that's very interesting. Because if, I, if, I, if there's a way to uh, get rid of that, doing that kind of stuff, and actually yeah. push for that, because I, I think... A lot of uh, a lot of parents, um, uh, indigenous parents, right? They would love to bring their kids to a school yeah. that is that has that focus. Like, like for the curriculum, is there some schools that have a, you know, a little bit more uh, either indigenous focus or just fully indigenous based um, school or, or even like courses? Well, um, yeah, there are some indigenous studies courses, but the thing is, um, the curriculum, things like math, language arts those are really mandated and people make sure that you're teaching that something like the treaty education outcomes nobody's there making sure that teachers are teaching these things so it's unfortunate to say but some of these teachers aren't teaching those outcomes and if they are it's with information that is outdated is untrue Um, and it's really too bad for those kids that are indigenous because they don't feel like they belong whereas all kids should feel like they belong and that they're seen and heard and valued. Um, But, yeah, I think... I don't know what the solution would be, but um, it is a good thing that there are these treaty education outcomes. A lot of work has been put into making these um, outcomes. I do see a lot more people teaching Indigenous 
concept, indigenous worldview, um, indigenous art, bringing in elders, that kind of thing. But it's you can't really take a colonial system and just, I don't know, surface level add these things. You can and it helps, but to what degree, you know? Oh, yeah. And, and, and it's so much, like, it's a lot more difficult too, right? Because there's so much uh, diversity within Canada. Yeah. Where, I mean, I think I was having a conversation with a friend of mine about this a while ago, where, you know, how do we how do we give every single every single person the equal rights that they're essentially not, not demanding, but really that's kind of be good and be beneficial for them, right? Yeah. And how do you, like, where do you draw the line even where, uh, what gets what, you know? But the thing is, I, I personally, I don't agree with anything that Canada's doing with that, with that in regards to, like, you know, removing it and not, not being able to start your own school. Like, I'm so, I'm like, so livid about that internally right now. I don't know like, if it's Canada, for sure, Saskatchewan. Um, I'd have to look at other provinces and mm-hmm. see what they're doing, but. Because you would think, wouldn't, like, ban schools? Or do they have to that's different. The same cr- oh, is it? Yeah, so that's um, Indian control of Indian education. Um, so they can decide on the curriculum, what they're teaching, that kind of thing. So First Nation schools can do that. Um, the thing is, there's such a discrepancy in fund allocation compared to uh, yeah, other schools. So, I mean... Not yeah. surprising. Yeah, no. Well, you have that. There's a lot effect that you really can't like. You know, open your own school, and then now like, oh, there are schools within the reserves, but then they don't get funding. Yeah. Ugh, like. Yeah. Come on, Canada. And to like out. with the teachers too. Um, like lots of teachers don't want to work on reserves, unfortunately, so they're forced to hire people that aren't fully, don't have the full credentials or all the training. Um, and they just do what they can, but yeah. Yeah, no, it's a, it's honestly a challenging thing. Those are those are one of those uh, topics that it's kind of like okay, well, you know, it, it's a good thing, but how do we do it? And then okay, we kind of know how to do it, but what are the steps? It's almost like steps that we don't we can't even foresee it just yet. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So more so. So now we're gonna go moving on uh, a different kind of topic. I want to get deeper into your mind because now we, okay. we kind of know your <laughs> the business world. You know, we got your your, your the kind of hobby. Well, besides working out and and playing piano, are there other hobbies that you're really into right now? I love yoga. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Always. I um in August I just did my 200 hour teacher training, so that was amazing, and it was nice. through um, the Sask. Hours? Yeah, it was every day in August for 10 or 12 hours, so about 10 hours. It was amazing though and life-changing and I did it through the Sask Indigenous Yoga Association. So some of the things that we got to do were um, like nature walks, do yoga outside. We went to sweat together. Um, We went to the Jazz Fest and did a class at the Jazz Fest and it was amazing. And having that Indigenous worldview that very much so has so many parallels to um, Indigenous or um, yoga roots it was so nice to see how they aligned. Oh yeah, no, definitely. I it's it's actually such a crazy uh, thing that you've got into yoga. I mean, I I think a lot of the last post you're able to do forearms like off your head now. Yeah, I'm, I've been practicing. <laughs> Thank you. It's I was, a, yeah. I was like. Damn! <laughs> That's <laughs> Thank actually you. really impressive. Because, like, I, even for me, being a breakdancer back in the day, I, I was able to do that stuff, you know, but it was never, 
the it's the holding mm-hmm. the vertical actual holding where I, I can do a handstand no problem but it's like those isolation holds where yeah, yeah you can go as a head you're on your head right but then when you're lifting your head and you're still on there like whoa man that's uh that's that's a pretty impressive can you do a handstand like that yet you're not like, yet i'm still working on handstand right on. headstand we're, I can see it. Yeah. I can see it happen within the next three months. <laughs> Thank you. I'm gonna keep it up, and I'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's a, it's just a crazy thing. So yoga, oh. piano, you got um, uh, what's it? Yoga, piano, teacher, and you're so busy, like so so busy. So and that's why I'm so grateful for you to be uh, featuring here on my podcast because you know it's trying to find time I think you really go in a dollar round before this but yeah. right after work first <laughs> no I'm grateful turn. to be here so thank you <laughs> yeah no of course of course so I want to go a little bit deeper now so mm-hmm. now beyond the uh, uh, which is the whole uh, theme I guess of this podcast like the idea of like seeing a perspective that's fully from you and how you see yourself within society so you've you've obviously had a you know, you worked hard to become a teacher you've heard you you've done what you can to learn uh, you know, music because music I think is essential and a lot of people can understand and do music uh, I would argue what I do have a, a fourth genius within them because it is it is something that um, takes a deep understanding of yourself to actually go there and say hey I have to like do these things at this time to make it sound correct. So mm-hmm. it's, and and it's, it's very meticulous, especially piano. Because piano, yeah, like the only, I forgot, you get to step on the thing too, so certain notes are ringing yeah. while you're playing other things with your finger, yeah, you know? So it takes a deep thing. So I want to tell my audience here, you know, you can be able to do all these things. What about yourself that you had to make a decision to go really deep in yourself? You know, we kind of mentioned it before, like, you know, it's because you know, of COVID, you kind of, whatever else, mm-hmm. you know, kind of being isolated. But what was that trigger point for you that you said that you kind of woke up one day and was like, I want this or I want to change like this or I am tired of uh, feeling a certain way. I want to feel like, like what, what, were the, what was the trigger point to know that uh, I, I mentioned to you before that that idea of, uh, of Ikigai. When you learn, like, this is where I need to be because I feel that I need to be here. And the things that I'm doing now are the things that are actually really helping. And you, you, can, you can see it. You can see it now with all the, with what you're doing. So what was that trigger point for yourself? I can't recall an exact point. I just, over the last three years, I've had lots of time on my own where I've had the opportunity to learn more about myself figure out my what I want in life what I don't want in life and honestly some people might not see it as a blessing but spending time alone can teach you so much about yourself and in turn about the world around you so I can't really recall um, a specific time but yeah these last few years have been really big in the personal development and growth and a lot of that I would say has to do with meditation so spending some time with my thoughts some quiet time that solitude um, just to bring that awareness and that mindfulness so how can you uh, for the audience and listeners like how how would you go about 
doing that because you know I, I and I always tell this to other people too it's like you know meditation because I, I know I, for to be in meditative states to do meditation and, and the benefits of it right but some people you know actually I would say a majority of people when you tell hey just go meditate they have no idea what they're right. doing they, they just think they have to like sit down and home you know the yeah. whole time where you know, clearly that's there's much more deeper idea when it comes to uh, meditation so like for what kind of advice would you give to people when if they ask well you know easy for you to say how do you uh, right. how do you meditate you know like being alone in your thoughts like it's like it's actually quite hard you can, when people are alone in your thoughts we don't actually know if they're doing that kind of like personal development right they can say so yeah but for the most part they can still be practicing and and doing habits that are uh, a bit more detrimental to them than than others right so what kind of advice would you tell someone like okay well how do i how do i meditate like what do you mean like i'm gonna be like being alone is good for me because I, I know some people is like, oh, I'm, all, I'm always alone. Like it's just, it's just boring, you know, yeah. or or it's just frustrating, and you know, and they, they just think and it's kind of like vicious, ugly cycle for themselves. Mm-hmm. So like, what's the advice to somebody that you know you tell them? I think you need to be alone. You need to, you need to chill. You need to meditate. How, how does one even go about doing that? To, to have the strength to even go do that. You know? Right. Um, well, if people are just starting to get into meditation, I do really encourage some guided meditations. There's some lots, there's lots of good apps that you can use just to kind of get you used to that. But um, sitting in silence, that's not the only form of meditation. You can go for a walk and you can meditate. You can be with nature and meditate. You can, uh, people think that piano is meditative or beading, any kind of art can be meditative. But for me, when I am sitting in meditation, it's just tuning into my body, um, taking some deep breaths to calm my mind, and then just noticing. That's it. And every time I think, oh, there I go again, thinking about my grocery list, it's strengthening that mindfulness. And then I come back to the present moment, and I try again. And I keep trying. And every time, you're just strengthening that mindfulness. And the thing about meditation is it really helps you beyond that 10, 20 minutes of meditation practice. It helps you have a clear mind throughout the day. It helps you deal with stress in a more composed way. And it really helps to slow down your day. For me, if I don't meditate in the morning, it feels like I'm one step behind the whole day and I'm trying to catch up. But if I take the time to slow down before I begin my day, then it's a lot easier to manage and I just have a more positive outlook on life and I understand more about the world around me. That was like well put. <laughs> do you can you resonate? Yeah, do you agree? 100% just cuz considering that you know like you have to slow down and I think that's yeah. the, that's the hardest thing that people are faced with to this day where they don't know how to slow down where mm-hmm. they can't sit in their own thoughts yeah. and it's so hard now you know we have our phones we yeah. have so many screens we got our we got our iPhones we got our iPads we got our TV we got our laptops we got our Apple Watch yeah seriously <laughs> yeah there's a screen everywhere so it, and it's hard to really really uh, settle down the soul and the know. brain just think yeah. about the brain and how wired it is all day you know yeah no absolutely like you really think about it like we're we're almost very uh how do you slow down all the dopamine yeah how do you slow down all the all the quick rushes of like yeah we gotta do this we gotta get here right. we gotta go there like it's like it's hard to tell somebody you know you need to like slow down take a breather right and it's hard yeah. and i think the, the people who you know, we even we get kind of the knack of meditation and having that meditative state it's still a very very difficult uh Thing to do like did you ever have any hardships in the beginning 
like the very very beginning like you, again you don't know when the when the trigger point happened but like when you started your your journey to get where you are because it's been a few years like what, three years mm-hmm. four years uh, yeah three to four years three or four yeah yeah so like the beginning year when you like <clears throat> first started doing workouts i'm assuming doing meditation like did you always did you have days where you faltered oh yeah um but the thing about meditation too it's also taught me a lot of self-compassion so there's a fine line between self-compassion and not caring about yourself so you need to still be disciplined but i do give myself self-compassion when i do slip up um with that being said meditation has also taught me more about myself and not necessarily just good things too so i i'm more aware of my tendencies which shadow you know work. some of them what's that what that is shadow work right i there. know oh, it's like it's, so good. <laughs> it's it's frustrating but it's it's work that needs to be done and i feel like it's not just my work it's my children's work that I'm doing because some of these things that I'm kind of stopping in its tracks it won't trickle down to my future children and it won't pass on to the relationships I have with people in my life currently so yeah doing your part to get rid of any sort of trauma that's been built even like like intergenerationally yeah yeah. you you can see those patterns and I think it does take the meditation piece because I went through my own journey I you know I've I've learned how uh, not to freak out as much, mm-hmm. not to be so stressed about the little things, not to, you know, it's, I'm to a point in my life where I just enjoy all the little things. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, I'm sick and tired of driving. You know, because my kids live on, also live on Martinsville. So when I when it's, when it's they're here during my week, I have to uh, drive them to school with no problem. But damn, there's so much driving. And when I used to work at Whitecap, can you imagine? I had to go oh. from like, I had to go from here all the way to Martinsville. Yeah. And then Martinsville all the way to white cap and then yeah. white cap back to Martinsville. That's so a drive. <laughs> it's like an hour and a half commute every morning. I'm like, man, I should be like working in PA or something. I don't understand. Yeah, no, it was a, it's such a, it's a hard push. Yeah. Things can get really, really tough and really hard, especially in, in a society right now where we're all, we're nothing but uh, infovores trying to mm-hmm. search uh, our dopamine hit, you know, and then how, how do you even slow it down? You know, I, I can, and I see it, yeah. I see it within people where um, which is odd now like I don't know if you you still I don't really go out there anymore because I have a niece you know she's very young so she's 22 you know like I remember when I was in my 20s going out a lot so yeah. and then I think I, I joined her one of the days and I, and I looked at and I, I also saw this when I went to BC uh, when I see people now and during this time of COVID and, and you know the, this increase of mental health and everything people are just out to seek the next stimulus next stimuli I guess yeah. you could say where they're, um, you're not going out anymore because you were going out you're going out because oh I'm sick of being at home so I'm going to go go in these spaces and just kind of do the old things I used to do but then the old things that, that people used to do isn't as fun anymore and there's like no more substance and you can see that within the people in society as of right now I, my own perspective and, then, and I don't know why that it is what it is it's kind of like it's so scary because Again, when we talk about the kids are our future, mm-hmm. right? It's it's scary that there are very little uh, of the people like us who want to make that difference, who want to make that kind of a change. I mean, I mean, maybe in your group, in your friend group, yeah, it's, it's not like that. But in the grand scheme of things, it's just like yeah. there's a lot more, I guess, uh, evils uh, within people and in the external of life that it puts such a huge challenge and burden, right? So it, it's good that we still there's people like us pushing, but it's so hard. And so on the days now, since it's been three years, about three, four years, right, doing this stuff, do you still have any days where it's, like, hard? 
Yeah, I was going to actually, yeah, I was going to mention that. Um, and actually going back to your last point about people going out seeking that stimulant or stimulus, I think that also they're seeking that connection, but they're seeking it in the wrong way where you can find that connection within yourself. Um, yeah, I just wanted to briefly mention that, but there are some days where I sit down to meditate and it's harder than others. And a big misconception in med- about meditation is that your thoughts stop. But that's not it. Our thought, we can't control how our brain will just keep producing thoughts, but we can detach from those thoughts. Um, a good metaphor is seeing them as clouds kind of floating on by, you know, with that detachment. Um, but yeah, some days it's, there's more of that monkey mind chattering around. And on those days, it's most important that I do my full meditation and I make it through it. Because if I can make it through those days, you know, I can make it through the other days as well. Oh, for sure. I, I yeah. yeah. And that's the thing, you know, people don't, people don't see that, you know, the, the hard days, right? <laughs> yeah. People, people never see it. So I, I like bringing it up to show people that, you know, you can have all these successes, mm-hmm. which are beautiful, great things, but you can't forget the hard work that's being put on a daily, like daily, it's being put daily, whether yeah. it has been for years. <laughs> so like, and that's the thing, right? Where people don't want to take that step when it comes to uh, personal development. Yeah, where... and you know what? Like, the more I am my th- authentic self, especially on social media, social media, it's so it's such a funny thing and I still don't know how I feel about it because it's a little snapshot into people's lives. But for me, I try to bring that authenticity and like how you said where there was that one post where I had tears in my eyes and I was just talking about these things that were going on. Um, I think that there's great strength and power in vulnerability. It reminds me of the work of um, Brene Brown. Love her. Oh, yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, people need to know that we all have ups and downs, but you can work to gain tools in your health, in your life that make these downs a little bit more manageable. Instead of the wave riding way up high, way down low, it's kind of evening out in the middle. Something my therapist taught me. <laughs> right on, right. On. Everybody out there, you know, you um, this is the one hundred percent truth. Everybody should at least in their lifetime go to a therapist. Like, please. If you can, yeah. I know it's a... a, It's such a huge thing. And it's a hard thing. One of those hard things again, right? And I recognize it's a privilege. I'm so grateful I have this opportunity to seek out professional help. And I think when I did seek out help, my life wasn't in shambles. I live a great life, but I wanted to live a greater life. Mm -hmm. I wanted to learn more about me. So even the happiest people who, pardon me, have all their shit together... I think we all need therapists. My therapist has a therapist, so... <laughs> oh, no, because you need a place to be able to unload. And you can have friends who are like that, but again, if that if that friend of yours you're doing, you're telling them to, if they don't have the ability to regulate anything you've told them... Right. Like, they're, they're, they have no idea how to do emotional regulation uh, when they hear this. Because people think when you, when you hear certain kind of news from people, it's just like, ah, just news, but really you're burying it with them it's not, it's not it's not it's like it's not just words anymore you're burying uh what their day because you care about that person right yeah. but if you're always doing it over and over and not taking the consideration that like, hey, maybe you should bring those thoughts to uh someone it's like you know, it's like i hate the idea of like professional help you know, oh yeah, yeah people yeah. have that it's a weird kind of stigma i think it's, right. it's more like uh, a way to help you become introspective with yourself because mm-hmm. instead of having that self-talk where like you know, talking to yourself. I remember my mom, she used to say, like, um, uh, you can always talk to yourself, 
but never answer yourself, right? So mm-hmm. it's a huge thing when it comes to uh, you know, having a therapist where you know, you're talking and that person's there not to tell you anything. That person's there just to repeat what you just said. Seriously, <laughs> the breakthroughs I make like with my therapist, she just like kind of poses these questions and I just talk and talk and then I lead one thing to another. I'm like, oh, that's why. Oh yeah, you have <laughs> these like huge epiphany, like empathetic moments where you're like, oh my God. Oh my god, and this, and that, and yeah. this, and that. Oh yeah, no. Seriously. Yeah, and that's the best thing. And that's, that's, that's why I really try to push uh, the idea of introspection mm-hmm. to people. Which, uh, right now, I'm like, the, the books that I'm writing right now, are they're heavily focused on that idea where, you know, how do you uh, help people to look at themselves? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I, I can't be like, hey, look at yourself, you know? Right. There, there, there's little tactics, and I love how a lot of things we've talked about today really focus on that, where it is like, if you want to build... Uh, essentially your dream a dream job of yours mm-hmm. where you're, you're doing fitness you're teaching spiritual wellness and you're working with youth at the same time being able to have like you know like a, being a teacher and having this uh, having that knowledge of education and background you know all those things take so much work and people yeah. are and, and don't they don't do that anymore and I, I think that's why I'm scared about for the youth and it's good that you say that you want uh, to help the youth because right? yeah. like we're we're in a really really weird spot in society right now where Again, the quints from from quints mm-hmm. to social social media, even through the huge increase of a lot of youth, and I see this all the time. Uh, they're just vaping. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. like the high the increase in nicotine, which is like such a sh- shot of like dopamine all the time, like consistently. Yeah. And, yeah. Then, and then you wonder why your kids are freaking out all the time. It's like they're probably because they're smoking too much weed, and then at the same time, uh, doing too much vape, and they're like just out of whack. So like, how do you even? Like, I think it, when you start doing those kind of substances, if you're not really, like, knowing what you're doing, kind of just doing it by impulse, I think that does do a huge detriment to your soul and for the connection for a youth to have with themselves. Yeah, they, and they just put, like, these other, I guess, barriers in front of them. Yeah. yeah. Like how many, I mean, for your schools that you worked at, I mean, you guys, I guess you're, you teach elementary school, right? But, yeah. Uh, yeah. No but, one's vaping in, in uh, pre-K, so. <laughs> you know what's mind-blowing? My daughter, you know, she is in grade six. <laughs> she's 11. I think. She's 11 year old, so six, right? Yeah. Yeah, so she's grade six, and one of her friends offered her, hey, you want to try this vape? Oh my. Mind was blown. I was like, you know. That's sad. Yeah, she said, you know, no, I didn't do it, dad, you know, it's a good thing, right? But she's mm-hmm. like, I'm like, I just want to tell you because it's, you know, tell me crazy news. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's really crazy. Where like, it's getting to that point where it's leaking there. Me, like, how do you even get it? You clearly had to have stolen it. Yeah. Unless your parents gave it to you. I have no idea. So it just leads like these things that are happening consistently. Uh, and how I kind of want to end this is that uh, all the stuff I'm bringing up before about Carl Jung and everything we're talking about now, and it actually kind of really focuses on everything you're doing right now is actually going to help this kind of cause where I, since all my reading through his works, uh, I began to realize like he, he, he believes that the world's true pandemic, you know, forget about the COVID, whatever the hell else is going on right now, but the, the real pandemic that's going to be happening is going to be a mental health pandemic mm-hmm. and we're going to get to a point in society that they, they, no one knows what to do about it like what are you going to do when you have like hundreds of people just depressed you're like productivity is low uh no one's talking connections low with people there's no one belongingness which most likely will increase like you know suicides uh, etc all these bad things and we're moving to a point so do you believe that we are entering or close to, or still not, uh, in the phase of maybe entering this mental health pandemic that 
I personally, my, my opinion on this on this matter is I do see it already to this day. And there's, and it's almost like nothing we can do about it except yeah. try and continue to work on ourselves and do what we can. But do, I mean, also, I could be wrong. Like, do you, would you sit in the same kind of uh, side as me when it comes to the idea of a mental health pandemic that's coming eventually? Or is it here now, maybe? You know what? I do see it. I don't know if I see it, mo- like... We kind of dictate what we choose to see. Do you know what I mean? And for myself, struggling with my own mental health, maybe that's just why I see it more. Um, With that being said, um, I think people want to work on themselves in that area, but they just don't know how. So providing these tools is of utmost importance right now. And yeah, I, I mean, it makes sense just thinking about my immediate family and friends so many of my family and friends you know um, suffer from depression anxiety that kind of thing Um, myself included I've had my own struggles which you know not many people know about but I'm I'm open to it now because in the past there was such a stigma you know about mental health mental wellness Um, but just seeing its prevalence I'm more inclined to share because if I share my story it might help others and let others know that they're not alone in their struggles sure no two struggles are the same no one has the same experiences as you and fully knows what you're going through but people are there to support you and people are going through similar things so yeah I do see it though yeah, and that's the thing, right? And I think that's all we have to be doing. The people that who can make a difference should. Uh, I think a lot of people who are dealing with their own kind of stuff, I think that the the cure for it um, is when you start doing things for others. Because mm. I think that um, who we are, and I really see it as a, as a, as a tesseract. You know, I don't know if you know what a tesseract is. It's like a cube within a cube. That when okay. You, when you pull out this cube, the outer cube goes inside the inner cube. So it's like a very continuous yeah. kind of uh, pattern. And I think that's how um, how humans are. Where if you look at this this uh, the tesseract, the actual components of it, it's a it's a it's like pieces of it all create the cube inside and they, but the, that means that pieces inside also make the pieces outside yeah so if you want to be able to start healing yourself right and truly healing yourself that's when you start healing the parts but the parts of you are actually the people on the outside and vice versa and vice too versa. so it's like this like it's yeah. this, uh, this um uh, i guess duality between like if i want to help myself well then get over yourself mm. and go and be selfless yeah right? and then once you're becoming selfless those pieces that are you're being selfless create the self right which is a very yeah. it's very paradoxical very flip on, on things and right uh, and i think people don't don't see that right they see like oh people are still doing things for themselves but still, even if they're still doing it for somebody else, it was still their game. Like, I'm going to be nice to this person so they can be nice yeah. to me. Or that's not the, you're missing the point. Right, <laughs> or not... I'm going to pay for so-and-so's order in the drive-thru yeah. so I can feel good. And Yeah, no, exactly. And, and, then, and then it's like, a, a, you treat them very tit-for-tat. Where right. it's like, oh, hey, I, yeah, yeah. I bought my friend coffee, so I, I know that if I, if I, you know, they'll, they'll buy me a coffee. And then they yeah. go, I'll bring it up. Well, hey, uh, I bought you the coffee the other day, right? So right. you're not understanding, you lost sight of, like, that idea because then you're still being that, that selfish uh, uh, that selfish side of you. And I think it, that's the step. I think it's a step for people. They have to be um, 
selfless. And I think even then, when you do meditate, you calm down the self. Mm, right, you're, mm-hmm. not, you're not even supposed to be there to think about yourself. You're supposed to be in the uh, in the flow of the energy, pretty much yeah. to be able to sit in the Tao. Yeah. Right? You have to be able yeah. to sit peacefully and calmly and like, okay, and then you can access okay, because the self is the component of uh, of the the conscious thoughts and the personal unconscious, right? The calm, the sum of it. So if you can turn those off, yeah. and you begin, you can bring that begin that process of healing, and then you will always calm down to knowing that the way to help yourself is always uh, help the people around you. And when you do help yourself, you just naturally want to help others too. You know, it yeah. goes both ways. Hundred percent. So before we uh, we end this off, Shana, is there what's the one piece of advice? We give so much pieces of advice, but if you had to go for like the the be all end all, where like you just want someone to take away at least just one word or one thing or one concept about themselves in life, what would it be? Ooh, that's a hefty question. Um, I don't know. What's coming to me now is just more love, more love for yourself, more love for others. It sounds cheesy, but the world does need more love, and love is magic, and it's an energy that is healing and is needed in this world now more than ever. Um, But it does, I believe, start with loving yourself, so... Um, doing those things, those practices that take care of yourself, respect yourself, even if it's hard to do. For me yesterday, it was really hard to get to the gym. Um, I hadn't gone for a couple of weeks. I was feeling anxious, but I knew if I did it, I'd feel amazing. And yeah, lo and behold, after my workout, I was so happy I went. Um, I felt amazing. So sometimes you need to give yourself that tough love and force yourself to do the things that make you feel better but yeah more love for yourself and more love for others i love that good (laughs) it's working no no 100 percent. you know and that's the thing so everybody out there please take some time to love yourself Mm -hmm. so that you can love everybody else around you because all there really is in the end of the day is just love you got it (laughs) Thank you for joining me, Shayna. I hope we do this again uh, when we get a little bit further on in your uh, your career, I guess, and you change. Uh, and again, folks out there, please love. <laughs> Definitely. Thank you so much, Aaron. This was so much fun. Everyone, you take care out there. Take care. Bye, everybody. Bye.